Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. First, let's look at uh, into that overpass incident from last night. Now, the driver of the truck that slammed into an overpass in North Vancouver, uh, causing an overnight highway closure, fled the scene on foot. Uh, according to authorities, he just split the scene. How about that? Now, the North Vancouver RCMP say they were called to the scene at about 7 p.m. at Highway 1 at the Main Street overpass. The eastbound lanes of the highway were closed to traffic for eight hours due to concerns over structural uh, integrity. Uh, uh, since 2022, get this, and up to uh, June 14th, uh, there have been 22 commercial trucks which have crashed into highway overpasses. Most of those have been in the lower mainland. Now, Dave Earl, presidency of the BC Truckers Association, spoke to our Rob Fay on the Jill Bennett show earlier today. Uh, here's what he had to say. Since we really took a look at and developed a national training standard for commercial truck driver training uh, and implemented it in BC, I'm confident that people are getting the training. What worries me is what, what's happening in the field. I mean, first and foremost, I'm a little concerned that the driver hasn't turned up. Um, that's concerning because as much as somebody leaves the scene of an accident, that's a bad decision, and we all know that, I mean, that's drilled into us. Um, I hope that he's okay. Um, You know, I hope that he realizes that even if you make a mistake and something goes wrong, it'll be okay. There's no reason, you know, to to run away and and, and harm yourself, frankly. So I I hope everything turns out on that one okay. Mm -hmm. There's more to it. It's not necessarily that people are just loading things up and saying, yippee, and off we go. Things happen. So when we look at the, the incident last time on Highway 99, that truck made it through the tunnel, but something happened between the tunnel and the overpass. So what happened? And that's part of the investigation. What's going on? What went on? What struck the overpass? How did this occur? When I look at this one, and I, I like everybody else, you look at the pictures online, I don't have any other insight. But I look at it and say, well, there's a wide load sign hanging off the back of the trailer that tells me that somebody along the line say, you know, this is a big load. We're going to have to do something. So the question becomes, what happened? What were the dimensions? What was the equipment choice? Was a permit pulled? All of those things come into play. That was Dave Earl, President and CEO of the BC Truckers Association, talking to our Rob Fay earlier today. He did mention there uh, the accident or the incident on Highway 99 that occurred uh, in uh, July. Uh, and to my understanding, they're going to begin work uh, on that overpass uh, in November. And uh, the work to repair that overpass uh, should go on up until next summer. Of course, significant damage caused in regards to that uh, incident. Joining me now to talk a little bit about... Uh, all these incidents, but particularly the one uh, in Delta, is Dylan Kruger, uh, City Councillor in the City of Delta. Dylan, thank you for joining us. Jazz, thanks for having me. Now, my understanding uh, that Highway 17A overpass, uh, which was hit by that big truck in July, it obviously will be repaired at a cost of $1.4 million to, to BC taxpayers, and that is just one of 22 uh, overpass accident since the 20, uh, since 2022. Uh, what do you think needs to happen here? Yeah, obviously we're seeing this happen more and more often, and uh, it's very concerning. I just want to speak to the, the local impacts. Uh, we, we finally, after probably uh, seven or eight days, uh, were able to reopen the overpass and reestablish full 
uh, east to west uh, connection across Highway 99. Mm-hmm. But for the better part of, of, of close to two weeks with uh, one direction completely shut down, there are businesses and residents on the other side of that overpass that were completely orphaned. Uh, they saw huge hits to their revenue, their bottom line. Uh, residents that uh, had severe, sometimes up to 30, 40-minute, uh, hour-long delays to get simply across the highway to where the hospital is, to where schools are, uh, to where other essential services are. This was a huge disruption in people's lives, not to mention, as you highlighted, the millions of dollars in taxpayer money that will go to fix this uh, this overpass over the course of a year. Uh, this particular overpass in Delta was also one, ironically, that the province had just finished a multi-million dollar uh, retrofit of. So that work had just completed. The paint had barely dried uh, just a few weeks ago uh, prior to the, the incident. So we're very concerned uh, at, at our council and other mayors and councils across uh, the region are. Mm-hmm. We know that uh, that truck drivers must measure uh, their load before uh, leaving their site. If it's, an, if it's an oversized load, they're supposed to take designated routes for oversized loads uh, and to have the, the, the drivers in this case get essential or, or the companies that they work for basically get a slap on the wrist and a, and a very small nominal fine is, uh, is very concerning to us. Do you think increasing the fines simply will make a difference or do you think there's, there's a deeper structural problem there? I know, I, you know Dave Earl's been talking about, he thinks the training is there. And I, I would argue, I see so many of these new private trucking uh, schools open up and I'm just wondering, are they teaching the right things? Number one. Number two, are the employers demanding that that, that core safety uh, culture that needs to be in every, every company? I mean, what do you think, the, how do we solve this? Is it just a case of just increasing the penalties? Well, I think the companies, it's more than the, just the drivers themselves. It's the companies that they work for that have to be liable here. We heard uh, we've heard interviews from drivers who felt that they themselves uh, were not qualified and put in certain situations that they felt uncomfortable with. So uh, if there are companies that are serial offenders here, it's the companies themselves that, that should be held liable. And, and you know, perhaps licenses uh, need to be pulled or certain metrics need to come in place. But the burden on local communities, uh, especially one like ours, where there's one one way in, one way out uh, of of that part of Ladner, mm-hmm. uh, and to have an entire community shut off, businesses and residents, uh, seniors who can't get to their doctor's appointments, uh, it's simply unacceptable. Yeah. Uh, Dylan, thank you for your time today. Thanks, Jazz. Anytime.